Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today we continue our studies in 1 Thessalonians, Paul, the Gospel and the Church. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart. We'd love for you to join us over there. Welcome to you. Welcome to our morning devotional. Uh, looking this morning in 1 Thessalonians uh, and chapter 2, continuing our series. And uh, I really have one main point to make and to share with you, and I hope it'll help you and set you up for the day today. Um, and it's uh, from chapter 2 uh, at the beginning. Let's read the first couple of verses here. Uh, Paul says, you know, brothers, that our visit to you was not a failure. We had previously suffered and been insulted in Philippi, as you know, but with the help of our God, we dared to tell you his gospel in spite of strong opposition. Now, um, some of you will know that I quite like this new book, or it's been around a few months, I guess, uh, The Boy, the Mole, the Fox and the Horse by Charlie Mackesy. Charlie Mackesy actually is the artist uh, who's been involved in the Alpha course and uh, speaks on the Alpha course as well. So, but it's a beautiful book. It's been featured on the BBC recently as well. There's a quote in here, which I really like. It says this, sometimes, said the horse, sometimes what? Asked the boy. Sometimes just getting up and carrying on is brave and magnificent. Sometimes just getting up and carrying on is brave and magnificent. Now, certainly we could say that that is very true for the Apostle Paul here. To get up and to carry on after what he has experienced is brave and magnificent. You see, Paul had been accused by the mob in Thessalonica uh, that of being a charlatan. Paul had turned up in this uh, European city of Thessalonica, uh, which was situated on the Ignatian Way, this uh, trade route from Rome to Turkey. And he turned up, he'd only stayed for three or four weeks, and then he'd had to leave uh, because of persecution. Uh, but he was being accused now of being a charlatan who had really just turned up to kind of uh, build up his ego, uh, plant a flag in the city, uh, make get money from people, uh, traveling salesmen, not genuine, uh, really just looking after himself. All he cares about is his own welfare. As soon as there's a bit of trouble, a bit of difficulty, he runs for it. And they've not heard from him since. Clearly someone who isn't uh, genuine. Uh, and Paul is writing now uh, some months later to say, hey, no, 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 I am for real. I'm the real deal. And, and I'm not just looking after myself. I'm not just uh, taking care of myself. In fact, the evidence is there and you can see it for yourself that that's the very last thing that I did was put myself first because he says this um, in verse two. He says, you know how I previously suffered and was insulted in Philippi. So what had happened was this, that the city that Paul had been at before he came to Thessalonica across the northern Aegean Sea was the city of Philippi. 
Now, when Paul and Silas were in Philippi, you may remember that as he was traveling and walking around, there was this girl following him, this fortune teller, and she was shouting and she was being annoying and, and she was tormented and troubled. And so Paul had turned around and kind of healed her and delivered her. And uh, therefore, her owners had suddenly stopped making money. She was now a liability rather than an asset to them. And so they'd rounded up a mob. Paul, as a result, had been arrested with Silas and uh, he had been stripped naked. They had been beaten. Uh, they had been uh, put into prison in stocks. Uh, and uh, so they'd suffered and not only suffered, as he says here, but also been insulted. He says uh, that he was insulted or humiliated. The reality was that the Apostle Paul was a Roman citizen and therefore he uh, had the right to a fair trial, that he shouldn't be beaten without uh, a fair trial, innocent until proven guilty. The, the Roman system was very enlightened and progressive for the time. And Paul, a Roman citizen, should have been treated with respect and dignity, he shouldn't have just been thrown in prison without any charge and so on. And he'd been humiliated, stripped naked, publicly uh, beaten, uh, treated badly. Now, there are those who suggest, there's one commentator who suggests that Paul may have had an, an unusual sensitivity to pain in his body um, from our readings elsewhere. I, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but the reality was that he'd suffered physical pain and humiliation uh, and he'd left the city, um, potentially, if you like, with his tail between his legs. Now here he is in Thessalonica. What's he going to do? I wonder what you would do. I would ask you, what would you do if you tried to do something for God and it had backfired for you? What if you, let's say, invited someone to the Alpha course and uh, it, uh, it backfired, the person kind of blanked you and you thought oh dear that didn't go too well what would you do would you invite would you invite someone else would you invite them again or maybe you'd think oh well no I don't think I'm going to do that again thank you very much perhaps you might think you know um I'm going to I'm going to lead my family I'm going to gather the family for a games night or, or we're going to go for a walk or hey we're going to have a bible study together and then it kind of backfires you know somehow you all end up having an argument doesn't work out you think oh well huh, I'm not going to bother doing that again or perhaps you make a stand at work and for something that's right. And, and as a result, you kind of get uh, sidelined by people and, and kind of there's gossip going on and whatever. And you think, oh, well, I'm not going to bother doing that again. Thank you very much. Or you think, well, you give and then uh, you discover that uh, as a result, the next month, things are tight and you didn't get that magic envelope through the door that everyone says you'll get of, of hundreds of pounds because you gave. And you think, well, what was that all about? So what does Paul do? Here he is. He's dead to preach the gospel in Philippi. He's now in Thessalonica, this big city, lots of pagans. What's he going to do? And the answer is, he tells us in verse two, we dared to preach the gospel, God's gospel to you. In spite of what had happened to us previously, we dared to tell you this gospel in spite of strong opposition. When we were in Thessalonica, we faced strong opposition as well. And yet, nevertheless, we had courage. We dared to speak. That word dared means to speak openly, to speak frankly, to speak plainly, to speak unhesitantly, to proclaim without any kind of apology. That's what Paul had done. Paul had dared to proclaim with courage. 
courage. There's courage here in the Apostle Paul. Isn't there? Huge courage, massive courage to go again and to keep going, to be brave and magnificent by standing up and keeping on going. Perhaps you get knocked. Perhaps at the moment you find, oh, it's just tiring. You know, it's hard work just keeping going with the kids, keeping going with the family, keeping going with all those Zoom meetings, keeping going, trying to stay close to God. It's just hard work. And and actually what we see here is Paul's example of courage to keep on going, to be strong in the Lord. And that notice that it does tell us that, doesn't it? That he says we dared to preach the gospel with the help of our God. It wasn't just human bravado here. It wasn't just come on, you know, be a man. It was no, with the help of our God. Actually, it was God filling him with the Holy Spirit. It was God giving him fresh courage, God giving him fresh faith. It's okay. I'm with you. He that is in you is greater than he that's in the world. Be strong in the Lord, for the Lord your God is with you, as it tells us. Uh, or, or as we read in Ephesians chapter six, uh, finally, brothers, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Let me encourage you today to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. If you have a chance, have a quick look up on Wikipedia at Martin Luther and the Diet of Worms. He was in a city called Worms and there was a council there and he was being accused and he was being told by the church and by the Holy Roman Empire that he had to recant of his writings that were attacking the church and the abuses of the church. And, and he was told, what are you going to do? And uh, he was given a whole night to think about it. And he prayed. And the next day he came before this austere diet of worms. And uh, he said to them this, he said, unless I am convinced by the testimony of scripture or by the clear reason, I am bound by the scriptures I have quoted and my conscience is captive to the word of God. I cannot and will not recant anything since it is neither safe nor right to go against conscience. May God help me. Amen. Uh, and uh, he sort of basically said, here I stand. I can do nothing else. I can only do what God's telling me to do. And if I do that, God will give me courage. So let's pray. Lord, I do pray for courage, for strength. Uh, Lord, to know that uh, as we keep going, as we get up, as we make good decisions today, that you are with us, that you will help us, you will strengthen us, you will enable us, you will give us wisdom and grace again. Uh, as I was hearing, listening to a Matt Redmond song this morning, your mercies are new every morning. And I pray that today we'd know afresh your mercies, your strength and your help. We ask in Jesus name. Amen.